The Daily Talk Show, episode 479. What's happening, guys? What's going on? Oh, look, not much. I just had a uh, delicious bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah? Low-carb bowl. Not cooked by you. Cooked no. by Jim. Yeah. Jimmy Grants. Yeah, not not sponsored. <laughs> nah. uh, also uh, joined today, Basil. What's going on, mate? Hello, guys. You're just off, off cam right now on yeah. our sort of <laughs> Well, it's, it used to be a couch mic setup. Yeah, but the uh, we can't reach headphones to the couch. Yeah, yeah, so. and I did realise it's weird that we just didn't put you in in the middle oh, yeah. of it. Okay, that's right. Because we used to have Dill sitting there all the time. Yeah, and Dill just felt like he had to sit there because he was being disciplined for something he'd done. <laughs> we had the iPad. It would be like, <laughs> yeah, he'd be taking that. notes. Whereas mm-hmm. um, you've done nothing but. Uh, help this show. Mm-hmm. You brought uh, Fat Friday's brownies once mm-hmm. yeah. when we had Zoe Foster Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, they were amazing, by the way. Oh, didn't make them, so no credit. But you bought them. Yeah, I brought them. Yeah, I brought uh, them. Actually, actually, you did Uber Eats them to your joint, didn't you? Did you really? Yeah, I did the day before because they weren't going to be open in time. So. But there's some uh, serious mate, thought that goes into it's that. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tried. Yeah. I tried. What's the nice? Like, are you? Do you go out of your way of like, I'm going to do nice things mm. for people? Is this a yeah, yeah? It is. Like, it really is. Like, it's a it's a big kind of core tenant of mine. Huge mm. value to love be, language. Love, yeah. Have you heard that before? Yeah, the five love languages. And so yeah, yours I'm is huge into self help. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, and so that's crazy. That, that is crazy. crazy. Oh and, yeah. Betty. And so you're a um, gifts. Gifts guy. Um, gifts guy? Yeah, I am. I am a gift giver. Yeah, yep, yep. But more like uh, it doesn't have to be a gift. Like it can just be as long as it's thoughtful. But usually mm-hmm. that's doing something which is, I guess, a bit of a gift. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just your time or. So the thing with love languages, does yeah. that mean that that's the love language that like should we be getting you gifts as well or is your love language different the one that you want to receive does that yeah, make sense it is i'm question. not yeah that is a great question it they don't always line up for some mm. people that they do mm-hmm. um but for other people yeah they don't i don't i don't think so i think yeah i i, I mean who doesn't love a gift i think i think that is the key mm-hmm. um i don't need like a heap of quality time like that's another one um, I think that I yeah, quality times overrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. In general, to it's your love language necessarily necessarily isn't the one yeah. that is on the other side. Mister ninety seven, what do you think your love language is? Um, probably words of affirmation uh-huh. and the uh, the physical touch one. Uh-huh. So mm. the Amazon gift card we got <laughs> for Christmas okay. doesn't really because we didn't unless a word of affirmation is one hundred dollars we didn't really put enough effort into the words unfortunately and there wasn't really a card it was just a <laughs> the, the whole thing was the whole thing was a the whole thing was a card I always wonder about that with the, <laughs> you mean the gift wrote, card and it had the amount and so it was we outsourced they the, put well I mean this is the thing they like write the hundred dollars well Amazon <laughs> put like at the two and like the from and you can write that down but it feels like this there's, there's there must be an industry because if you go to like Oz Post and stuff I always imagine you know how you see like um calculators and just random gifts I've always like told a story that it's like the dad who like they've separated from their partner, but like it's the kid's birthday mm. and they like live in Melbourne and the kid's in like is growing up in Sydney. And so the dad just goes to Oz Post and oh. buys whatever's there. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, but that's the thing about uh, occasions like Christmas or birthdays is you, you end up thinking that I just have to give a gift. 
and then sometimes it, that's all that the thought is, is last minute. Mm. So like my dad doesn't give a shit about gifts. I mean, yeah, he's like Receiving oh, them or giving them? Receiving them. He, he's The way he shows love is uh, quali- like spending time helping us. Mm-hmm. And so he'll the come. show. Yeah, I mean, building this yeah. fucking wall. Mm. Like he spent a heap of time with me chopping up this and, timber and behind us. And I was there. Wh- and what? I was there. <laughs> no, you weren't there, mate. You weren't there. I've was, got boomerangs that I did. Oh, no, you were there on the day, but there was all these days beforehand, <laughs> like him and I. But here's the thing. We ended up driving around together, uh, driving through back streets of uh, like industrial areas, hunting down um, ran, like uh, dumped, mm-hmm. what do you call it, like um, pallets, which yeah. we then flung onto the back of his truck. I've seen so many pallets since we've like moved. Oh, yeah. If like you everyone's want, giving away pallets. This is the hard, they're everywhere, but it's super hard to end mm, up these doing. These are high quality, these specific ones. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. They look They look great. Thanks, mate. Uh, they thanks. Look absolutely. Well, we've Did actually, you paint the blue ones? No. No, no. Oh, that, really? was just the, that was how they came in the palette. Really? That's old school. Yeah. That's just, yeah. And so what came first, the palette colour or our logo, the palette colour? Palette colour. Just happened that way. And then deal. Mm. Yeah. Created the logo, and then I got back one day, and you decided to go with a blue thing. I was That's like, right. it "It's works. my favorite color." Um, I'm fucking happy about that. Basil, we're talking about names, mm-hmm. uh, so I was trying to get your last name right. Yeah, Jared. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And then you were got saying, it right. "Got it right." And <laughs> you were saying, it. "Well, that's actually not." Yeah. My last name? No, I mean not on not for tax purposes. It's not. What, um, what does that mean? Okay, no, yeah, as in sure. just like uh, on Facebook and stuff because I have a pretty weird name being Basil. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that come about? How how did uh, how did you end up with the name Basil? Yeah, uh, so my parents aren't hippies like most people think. I get a lot of like, "How's your sister, Rosemary?" Like, there's a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah. of that gear. Do you just what say, else? "Oh, she's still living in Byron Bay"? Just <laughs> <laughs> take some time out or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, my parents are super Catholic, so uh, I'm yeah. named after Saint Basil the Great, which is a bit wanky. Saint Basil the Great, like it's a, oh. a full title. Yeah. Um, and then my, Wait, but it's not the full title isn't in your name, is it? No, no, okay. there's no. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. No, it's not. Oh, that's very good. Uh, no, so my my uh, my like my last name is Curtis. I'm Basil Curtis. I grew up as Basil Curtis. And then this thing called Facebook came along, might've mm-hmm. heard of it. And, uh, I was like, hey, the- that's my joke. I made it. Man. Oh, did you? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that exact one, Instagram, social media. <laughs> Who's we're, the, we're, we're the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so when Facebook came around, was, yeah. why did you decide? Cause I always wonder about this unless you're a school teacher. Yeah. Well, it was before that was even a thing that people were like trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was the only like Basil Curtis on there. So I guess I was trying to hide it as well, but I just wanted mm. to have like a, you know, a fun uni experience and not kind of be so taggable in everything. It's, so um, like, I think it's a powerful name, Basil Curtis. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, I remember it was, it was, it was weird. I got a, I got a, a Christmas card from a friend overseas. And so they had only met me overseas. And mm. um, so it rocks up to my house. Uh, I grew up in Bendigo. So mum picks it up and it's Basil Jared. And she's like, are you are you ashamed of our last name? And I was like, oh, mom, no, it's not that. It's just, that's just what I go by. And so Facebook turned into Instagram and yeah. that turned into everything. So Ryan John, who's been on the show many times. Yeah. He's not Ryan John. Really? <gasps> What's not his surname? Ryan Dunn is his surname. There D-U-N-N. Yeah. Like um, Ryan Dunn from, uh, uh, what's it called? Jackass. He was a part of Jackass. But anyway, he's, yeah, it's a, 
I was so confused. Well, Brian you get John. that all the time about your Tommy name. Jacket. It sounds like a made-up name. It definitely does. I've heard all the jokes. So roll them out. Uh, um, I mean, Craig Bruce used it in the in uh, your, the no jacket, jacket required. Yeah, no jacket oh, required. Which we tried to deconstruct it because you and I were doing the interview. So I, was, I took that <laughs> as next time, don't invite Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I took it as. Uh, Oh, yeah, the, no, the only that. pun, yeah, yeah. The only yeah, pun yeah. that they could think yeah, of. Right, yeah. The um, the the thing, uh, the consideration for the surname, my surname is having kids, and then what what the kids called, you yeah. know, like because now there's like a river is a cute name, but River Jacket. What's wrong with River Jacket? Or like a um, river is a brand. Blue isn't? Ivy, you know. Well, your River blue Jacket. Jacket. When you go fishing, take jacket. your River Jacket. River Jacket. Okay. I don't know. It's just combining it with last mm-hmm. but um my my brothers anthony michael and my myself thomas mm-hmm. we're all um, patron saints catholic mum like that yeah so i think i remember getting some sort of key because my nana and pa were very catholic and mm-hmm. like i think i got like some form of key ring that said what joshua oh yeah yeah like you joshua can, something yeah they're quite nice my mum usually gives me that they're somewhere I've got cards. Mm-hmm. Like cards. What does it mean? Like how how Catholic were your parents? Like uh, like mass every Sunday. They were very involved in the community. Like they mm-hmm. still like mum cleans the church every week. Dad um, does all the gardening and stuff, and mm-hmm. they're in prayer groups and all of that mm. stuff. So and like they're they're in. Did you? They're, uh, fully, they're in. They're in. Fully committed. So when yeah. you because when my nana died, there were eight priests. Oh, like so she was legit. It was mm. like big deal, like, all at the front or whatever. I had no idea because well, I. What did she, what, what was what was her connection? Uh, like just uh, always there, always doing okay, shit. So like yeah, big, she won. She got like a one of those like community awards or whatever on Australia Day or mm. some shit. Uh, yeah, but she. Uh, but when she died and I met the. Like the main priest, like I was so not involved in all the church stuff. I didn't even know. Like, did you kiss his hand? No. Well, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck I was no, meant to do. You meant to kiss his hand? Did you kiss his hand? Were you really meant to? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't you even know whether up, if I should have. Like, I was. I nearly curt- <laughs> You don't have to. Kiss I nearly like fucking curtsied <laughs> or whatever. No, exactly. <laughs> you would have done a do. hip. genuflect. You yeah. would have done it's your Neil. hip. And so, and uh, <laughs> did you do like the Sunday school and stuff? Yeah, like, I was an altar boy. Uh-huh. Yeah. What yeah. is it? What's the job of an altar boy? Um, just a lackey, just a runner, uh-huh. a runner for the priest. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Picture on the ground. Of, got a yeah. coffee. Got the wine all sorted. Um, and then just you know, I need the book. Bring the book over. You know, open it up. Hold, hold it. You know, because. Why would you use a stand when you can use a, a 12-year-old to hold up this humongous book? I mean, he explains your biceps. Yeah, there still from the yeah. And so um, did you uh, – are you still religious today? Or? No. Nah. No, so I what, pretty much did uh, like until I was 18. I was 18 right at the end of December, at the end of school, and then just special occasions. Just I just go for mum and dad now, just, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas time, Easter Keep yeah, them happy. Right yeah, keep them happy. And just to mostly <laughs> see like a lot of the big families, like I'm from a big family and, you know, I can I can name off like the Keatings and the Omaras and stuff that you'll see the whole family back at Christmas time and stuff. So that's yeah. that's that's nice. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, I find there's a lot of things. I don't so was like the 18, it. was that like a rule set by your parents where they're like um, you can work your own shit out when you're 18? No, it was very, it was pretty unspoken and by that, I'm the youngest of five, but by that stage I was at home by myself. So mm. it was just me sorting it out. And and a mm. lot of the times like mum and dad would go to like seven thirty, like 
Sunday morning and, and I'd be having huge nights yeah, on, on Saturday, like plenty 18, yeah. so I'd be rocking up God's very water. hungover. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, just sipping. I've yeah, got my yeah. own holy water, thank you very much, uh, just in the back seat um, right at the back of the church. Actually, so. you'd still have to go. I'd still, yeah, we'll have to go. I, I'd, yeah, I you think went. I felt obliged to go. No, that's yeah. fair enough. You're not paying rent. Yeah, exactly. Don't be a little and snob it was just, and, and it was always just like the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just the just the it did make my parents happy to do to to go. And I know mm. that they're not they're not super pumped that 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 I don't anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah, they they've always been like really respecting. Like, yeah. So. It's, oh, it's interesting. I mean, for for people that aren't practicing a religion i wonder what that new thing that you have with your children that you really want the mm-hmm. wanted them to do what is it now mm-hmm. yeah mate i'm pissed you're not a vlogger <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite a religion is it no but i yeah. remember being no, what is the thing like if yeah. you don't just take out the religion so it's community maybe it's football maybe it's sport mm, that's true. so it's the community element is lovely in in religion I remember being pissed as a kid that I like didn't get a bar mitzvah or a com- like. Is it the communion? What's the yeah, yeah. my cousins did that and I just saw them fucking getting cash and stuff. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mom, yeah. why don't I get it? She's like, Josh, you say you never want to go to church. I'm like, Yeah, but I want to do that thing. Oh, bar, bar mitzvahs were unbelievable. Like I, I grew up Catholic and having go, going to a, a school like Wesley where. There's a bunch of Jews and they had, you know, their bar mitzvah when they were 13. The place, it's like one kid had it at the Melbourne Museum. Oh. And I just remember, like, it was more elaborate than me, than me wedding, which wasn't hard. But you, <laughs> this huge long table, like I'm talking f- 40 metres of mm. table and chairs either side. And in the middle was just donuts. Color Actual of, donuts. Colour red, just <laughs> red donuts. Mm. And so we'll just get in there, get in there. That same one, my ki- my friend who he was my best mate at the time, he had diabetes, still does, the uh, the bad kind where you need to inject, and um, they're all pretty bad. Uh, more bad if you need a uh, yeah, if you're insulin, insulin dependent yeah, yeah. versus mm-hmm. the other one you can sort out with diet. I, the funny thing is, I have managed in my life to be annoyed that I'm at, like. Uh, not religious, but also even diabetic, because I would always be <laughs> jealous of the the jelly beans, those big no, bags mate, of jelly beans. But they can't eat them all the time. Yeah, no. but my mate and I. So this was back when you like a lot of them have pumps now. You can just it it um, regulates your mm. insulin via this little machine oh. that you sort of strap to your leg. But we would actually inject my friend, and so. We thought it was hilarious being at this really extravagant bar mitzvah where we're drawing back the needle in the toilet. Oh. And this, this guy walks in, he's just... <sighs> and walks out like he thought we were taking heroin or something. Was it close? Rich private school party, just a bit of heroin from some 13-year-olds. It's a bit yeah. funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, growing up in Bendigo. Yes. Oh, that's where you grew up, right? Yeah. Yep. So How old are you? How old am I now? Yeah. Uh, 29. That's 30. I'm 29. I'm t- we're the same person. Yeah, I think is, so. Do you, love, do you love gifts? Or do you love giving gifts? No, yeah, no, actually, I no, love giving gifts. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> when was the last gift you gave? <laughs> last gift I, I gave. I mean, you gave me a good one. I'm just, I'm talking for other people. I don't I think you're a gift guy. Oh, I'm definitely a just, gift guy. I have spent some I bought, time around. Mate, when have you sent brownies? I spent $3,000 worth of books and I give them out. No, nah, that's because you heard Tim Ferriss <laughs> bloody say you should gift books. I reckon I like, I think I'm not necessarily good at thinking of stuff nah, maybe. It, 
comes so naturally to people who their love language. What do you think? Is what's gifts. my love language then? Um, uh, quality time, not so much because you don't really like <laughs> nah. spending time. Quality time with people you like, definitely. Like, like just hanging out, talking. Mm-hmm. But there's only a select few of people yeah. that are, that you're allowed to do that. Mine's with. always elaborate. I feel like my gift giving was always like like silly oh, words of affirmation. Definitely. As in that I give words of affirmation? No, no, I can't. you like getting words of affirmation. Mm. Like I think you, what we do is it's really nice when we get validation and you particularly like it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, which is fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with this shit. What, um, so what's yours then? I don't know. You answer for me. Because we can do a test. There's a test. There's a like a. Online. Yeah, yeah. online. I took 20 the, questions. Gift, the giving one as an attack. Definitely. Um, but you're not. Like I think you might be a. a identifying as a gift giver and i'm not but you can identify with whatever you want nowadays you can <laughs> yeah true true um, but if i so want to be a gift giver you words, can't question that words of affirmation um, and some a little bit of like the quality time is in there with specific people so mm-hmm. what would i be physical um, touch question mark physical touch yeah i reckon you would be you're not physical touch you're um you're not a gift so this is what you would receive so I don't think gifts necessarily interest you that much. Mm. Maybe the quality time. Mm. Uh, the words of affirmation, definitely. Mm. I yeah, mean, yeah I, I think <laughs> there's definitely, um, like, I, I, love, I love affection. So there's probably three. I but you don't which, like big salivary kisses? <laughs> I don't like watching your ones. Sometimes. But it, you don't. Nah. Anyway. Uh, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you know that your partners love you? Um, good question. <laughs> good question. Uh, oh, no, Bray texts me. <laughs> so Words I, of affirmation. So my go. last text from Bray. Yes. Yeah, so I reckon I'm a combination of uh, the words, touch, and quality time. Oh, I think words. I'm, a, I'm quite the poet. So oh, I you to, like to share. So you show both. your love. Yeah. Mr. 97, could you turn the heater off? It's yeah, just sure. a bit hot. Yeah, um, I had put it on to 27 by accident. It's by accident? That you knew well, you did no, it. I clicked it a couple of times. It went up and I was like, fuck it. So at 10.05 a.m. I said to Bray, I love you so much. Kiss, kiss. With no prompting. No prompting. Because some of us need a little bit of prompting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely no prompting. Uh, and then she wrote back, I love you so much. You're the best human, X. Oh, yeah. Have a, ki- nice. have a kid That's because awesome. Bodhi and I have arguments. No, I love you more. And he says, no, I love you more. It's fun. Be, yeah, I would enjoy arguing. But sometimes I, I ask Bodhi, do you love me? Do you love daddy? Yeah. So, you're you definitely, so words of affirmation is definitely up there. Bodhi, absolute little rat, to be honest. Wow. I love him. But I've got blood on my hands. I've got, I had blood, blood. blood on my jeans. He had, a, he had a fall. He had a fall at the, um, the dirt jump park in Ivanhoe. Over the weekend, mm-hmm. and so I was pushing him around, and I pushed him, and he got onto this like a little kicker, just a few of these little jumps, and then he got to this one where he got to the top and sort of went off to the side of it and fell off. It was only probably forty centimeters high, and I was Let's onto say, what, a sort forty centimeters. You think forty centimeters? Can you just do it with your hands in front of the camera? So the, if from the table, it's about there. It's about forty centimeters. Yeah, and so. Um, that's very good. How yeah, big do you think good. five centimeters is, Basil? Oh, I'm just bad. Time? I'm bad at this. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's about that's right. Good. That's good. 
I think that's about right. I was surprised because I I thought five centimetres was way bigger. What are you laughing at, 97? I just got Tommy's joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a classic penis joke. That's the 19-year-old in the room. Yeah, so anyway. Play to the audience. Um, And so anyway, he smashed his face on the ground, bleeding, and like I ran over, picked him up, blood pouring out of his mouth. What was he saying? Uh, just crying at that point and then I, I kind of like wiped it with his top and sort of then I'm getting my hand in there just wiping it all. Anyway, he's got cut up and so he goes to daycare yesterday and he's got, you know, cuts all over his face. Is it like a mu- – because as a kid I had like a moustache scab. No, nah, this was is it? on his lip. It was fat and now it's just like little scabby bits uh-huh. and so it looks like he could either either have herpes or he came off his bike. Sure. Um, could he have her? He could have herpes based on you having herpes. Well, I thought he had a cold sore months and months and months ago, but anyway, hasn't had one since. So let's fingers crossed that he doesn't have that little bastard. Would people living actually? In his would people test for that or no? Oh, I mean, it's pretty clear if you've got a cold mm-hmm. sore. It, there's a test for it. I don't know what you can do. I've never been test for it, mm-hmm. but I've got cold. I get cold yeah, sores. Sure. Anyway, yesterday Amy went to pick him up from daycare. And the woman who is in charge of the room, she said, oh, Bodhi's um, told us that uh, uh, you and Daddy have pushed him, have been pushing him over. <laughs> so he's told the daycare that we're abusing him. And what did you, what did, what did you say to him? <laughs> I, w- I saw him later that uh, afternoon in the car. And I was asking him. What do you think he wanted out of that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Attention. Yeah. Attention because then he was telling someone else like at home, he was telling his auntie or he was in the bath saying, daddy pushed me over. (laughs) (laughs) It's so annoying. So if I'm not here tomorrow, mate, it's. um, They've taken you away. They've they've taken me, which is not true. It's not fucking true. And so uh, Basil, when did you move from uh, Bendigo to Melbourne? Segway King. Um, I moved for uni. I did a gap year in Bendigo, washing cars. What a profession. A um, gap year. A gap year. In Bendigo. Yeah, mate. Never heard those two things said together. <laughs> they shouldn't be, to be honest. Uh, they shouldn't be. Oxymoron. Um, I thought you were going to say Oxycontin. Oxycontin. <laughs> got, 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 yeah. got me through. Yeah, good, no, but good I, was, I was saving up to try and get the, um, the Oz Study thing. With youth uh-huh. allowance back in the day. I, I think, think I fucked that up too. It's not it. oxycotton, yeah. is it? I always say oxycotton. It's oxycontin. Coat. Cotton. Cotton. Mm. Cotton. Cotton. There's an N in there, I think. It is cotton, yeah. Cotton. And what, what is it, 97? Oxycodine. Oxy- what? No, I was just asking for the it's definition. A, it's a medication and to relieve uh, severe ongoing pain. Okay. And it's codeine based. It's, it's it? used based. Like I, when yeah. I was in San Francisco once, there was guys trying to sell it to me. Oh. That's why I yeah, you feel I know great it. if you have one. Uh, sorry, also so highly addictive. So say that again. Sorry, I just got distracted no, after I said oxygen. He's washing cars for a year. Washing cars, nineteen, and then come down to uni in Melbourne. Were you detailing cars? No. So I was working at a car wash, mm-hmm. and uh, I could get all my jobs done in about an hour, and then I would just listen to podcasts for the rest of the day. Back when you were nineteen. Yep. Shit, that's a Early long time days. ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was it was uh, Hayman and Ann. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, Will and Limo on the drive home, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the the Triple M Arvo boys. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So and there were other weird stuff that you could. Did you ever listen to This Week in Tech? Do you remember that Leo Laporte? 
No. Was a big oh, one. no. Dignation. Did you ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with Kevin Ro- Rosen, Rose and yep, yep, Alex yep. Albrecht. Hell yeah. And so when you went- you're a podcast nerd yeah. from way back as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't he actually just mentioned some people you definitely wouldn't know because they were beyond 10 years ago, yeah. just so he could make it out that he's been listening for longer. <laughs> no, there's a. Um, and he has. All right. There's Mr. A, Curtis. There's he an has. Amazon. <laughs> I don't get the Curtis. Oh, because that's his class. Things take a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. No, there's, there's a doco at the moment on Amazon Prime, I think I oh, mentioned yeah. it the other day, called I think it's like One one Mic, One Voice. It's Ooh. all about podcasting, mm. which um, I don't know what Amazon's like model is in regards to accepting movies, but I've searched a few things like podcasting and then clicked on whatever's available on Amazon Prime and they have been so poorly done. Really? I, my assumption is that they... They don't have this, you know, like Netflix, you've got to go through obviously a process to get it on there. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like submit your film to Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Upload button. Deal. Yeah. If you can find an it's upload YouTube. button, Mr. 97. <laughs> we could do a documentary straight oh, to Amazon yeah. Prime. And then um, and then you move down to Melbourne. So uh, you you live you live near the studio, right? Yeah, I'm like a couple of blocks that way. Was it was it you that spotted Josh ages ago? I remember. Oh, just at the f- lights. Yeah, just at the lights one yeah. day. But I kind of I had never met you guys in person, so I didn't want to be like, oh, hey. Uh, and also, yeah. crossing the lights is a weird one too, because <laughs> you know, trying to cross a huddle, yeah, yeah. huge. You know, what is it, six lanes or whatever? It's 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 a lot. So. I just got about halfway and then you looked up and I was like, oh, hi. And then I just, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll see, I'll see you guys again. And, Mate. and um, so moving into a bigger city mm. like Melbourne, was mm-hmm. it a big jump for you or no? Uh, I mean, by that stage, like if you, if you grew up in Bendigo, there's, it's a big, country town. Like it, they call it a city cause there's a hundred thousand people, but it's not Keegan, that. Do you know Keegan Backer? Uh, from the radio, yeah, yeah. Well, I did work experience and like under him, isn't that crazy? Oh, really? Back in the day, yeah. Because yeah, Brett Fitzpatrick. What's that? Brett Fitzpatrick. Brett Fitzpatrick. He grew up there too. Keegs. Keegs is like Keegs, the youngest yeah. person to have ever gotten a metro station job yeah. as an announcer, and he mm. is from Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some great people came out of Bendigo. Have yeah. come out of Bendigo. Yeah, Star FM and Three BO, just mm-hmm. yeah, and then mm. just in in general, yeah, totally. But you come down to Melbourne a lot, like for you know, if you're into sport or into music, like none of that comes after Bendigo. So you mm-hmm. catch the train down, and then I also have an older brother and three older sisters who are all in Melbourne. So I was down here hanging out anyway. Yeah. Um, but there is like it's it's big and it's funny. I probably appreciate it more going back now. If I go back mm. on a Sunday and I'm I'm like I'll text some mates who live there and be like, let's catch up and let's do something and there's still not a whole heap open mm. and it's a little bit of like, I think it's a bit of the chicken and the egg and I, I've I have some mates that own a bar up there and they're only open Thursday Friday Saturday and sometimes for a Sunday sesh and it's like people aren't going to come out because there's not a heap of things open but then vice versa like you're not going to open up if people aren't coming in so mm. i don't know it's it's a it's a great place great place to raise a family is what you hear yeah. a lot is that what your mates are doing what why are your mates all there um that's an awesome question uh i think a few of them just kind of never left a few have gone back to to raise raise kids mm-hmm. or to to start up things or just didn't didn't kind of like the rat like the rat race like i got plenty of friends that will come down we'll go to the footy um and i'll get a text be like so happy to be back in Benders, mm-hmm. you know, just they just get worn mm. out by the 
pace, yeah. which is for, I, I don't notice it, but. Well, it feels like that, that's home, right? Yeah. What's home for you, Josh? Mm. Like you grew up in the burbs. Is that like when you were out in these areas or is that just uh, gives you shivers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, like a nostal- I think there's a difference between feeling like home and feeling nostalgic. Mm. Nostalgia, if I go to Endeavour Hill Shopping Centre, like that for me is like nostalgia. Mm. Just seeing little, like I remember when Domino's came to Endeavour Hills. It was huge. Big day. Was it was it? massive. Yeah. It was a massive deal. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it just felt like a, uh, like America has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but would you ever, would it be something you'd want to move back to? No. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I grew up in Brighton and it's, I definitely have, I said to Amy recently, I'd love to live there mm-hmm. again. Like I'd love to be able to afford a house in Brighton. It It'd, means you're doing pretty well. Yeah. It'd be cool. Like I think about like regional, like uh, something that's all, like a Dalesford or something like that being cool. The thing is they get so quiet. Shepparton got so quiet. Yeah, I can imagine dude. Bendigo Sunday afternoon. Yeah. They become sleepy towns. Yeah. and then, But then there's a bit of a bustle, you mm. know, during the week and on a Saturday. Yeah. But then there is, yeah, they, they do kind of just, Shut off at shut moments. Off. Yeah, and so I think people just switch on when they have to and then you switch off and you kind of – you have to fall into the rhythm because if you mm. want to do something on a Sunday, you really have to work hard to drum up mm. people because they're not in that rhythm. That's what I find. And I just love in Melbourne being able to – you know, it's like if I feel like comedy on a Monday night, it's like I'm going to go to Spleen. You know, I don't mm. have to wait for that one Thursday a month that, you know, my mates in Bendigo run the comedy yeah. night where – you know, Tommy Daslow and that come up from, you know, from Melbourne. Yeah. So. so when I was living in Shep, uh, my housemate, Kel, who's been on the show, bought, uh, pro- he, he brought me a gift for my birthday, which was tickets to see a band that he loved. <laughs> Who was it? Um, That's so good. It was like a, a rapper. I've definitely done that before. Aussie <laughs> rapper. Um, he, he, anyway, this, I can't remember the name of him because he's clearly wasn't my pick. But I appreciated that he bought these for me mm-hmm. and um, it was double pass and we were going to go on a Friday night. We had to drive across to Bendigo. So it's about, what, an hour and a half, an hour? Yeah, yep. And we are like, oh, we got a shift on in the morning on air and so I had to be up at you know, early, 9 a.m. So we were driving, we couldn't really get wasted, didn't want to come back you know, really, really late. And so we went and had dinner at Grilled, which was lovely. It's a great um, selling point of Bendigo. Bull, they, Bull Street. They've got, yeah. a, they've got a... They've got a tram and they've also got they got a tram a in Yeah. Yeah. Tourist tram. Can't do anything. You can, there's, there's one stop on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, but really? they got a tram. Yeah, got a Look, tram. They got a tram. And so um, we drove across. They're part of V-Line? <laughs> Bendigo, <laughs> no, Bendigo in general? Oh, in general. Yeah. 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 Big stop. I wasn't expecting the tram just yeah, to get the V-Line down there. Onto, onto the V-Line. <laughs> just keeps going. Putting down to Melbourne. And uh, so we went across and we went to this venue after dinner. And so it was early. It's about eight o'clock. And we found out that was he was the black swan. It was a corner. It was a cr- near the burger, near the near that same place. Yeah, it's a black swan. And we looked across, and on the corner, and we went in. It was he was this guy, Seth Century. Oh was yeah, the, was the yeah. guy. Um, he wasn't on till one a.m. <laughs> oh no, what was happening in the meantime? I don't know. There was no one at the pub when we when we got there. Would you reckon he was doing the rounds, going from place to place? No, no, no. It was a head. He was headlining a show mm. in Bendigo, and so he was. Um, I, I don't know. There was like DJs beforehand, and so we left. 
We drove so back to Shepparton. Right. No, we drove, so we basically drove to Shepparton for for grilled, <laughs> which Shepparton doesn't have. So, yeah, Bendigo. What about like finding contacts, like being in pro- the production space? Yeah. Trying to build a client base from living in a regional town. How so did you hard. find that? Yeah, super hard. Super, super hard. Um, and I'm a big reacher outer and so because I'd been in Canada for a couple of years um, working as an editor, so I came back to Bendigo. What sort of things were you editing? Sports. Uh-huh. Yeah, hockey and uh, baseball in Toronto. Did you notice the puck when you walked in? On the um, There's a puck on the shelf, 3D deal. Yeah, it's just on the bottom, bottom oh left. Yeah. yeah, the books. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Leafs puck? I, I don't know. Has it got a leaf on it? Yeah, on. there's a leaf on it, but Dill said it's not an official puck. Oh, no. I think it's street a puck. You street puck. <laughs> it was a, it was a puck based on I think uh, it's it's not heavy enough to be a proper puck. Can we throw it at your head? See what no. happens. Yeah, it definitely hurt. <laughs> anyway, so you was it? Were you working for like a sports channel or something? Or yeah, what? I was working for a post house, and and they were um they were yeah just pretty much sport and music mm-hmm. uh, music docs. Which was sick because I was like, I'm going to make docs. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. I got out of like journo school and I was like, I'm going to make docs. And documentaries, like, documentaries, not, not just doc- documents with text. Yeah. Documents <laughs> going to make, yeah, no, no, documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I just started to get that feeling of like I wanted to do my own thing and, and what I was drawn mm. to is the Why did you go to Canada, stuff. sorry? Chased a girl originally, uh-huh. um, but it was also to start my career. I studied over there, so I was always going back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had grand dreams of living in Montreal, which I figured out when I visited. I was like, man, I would have I would have failed here pretty hard. Not you speak French? It. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, you could you could survive, but I don't think you can thrive there yeah. without speaking the language. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but... Um, uh, I lost where where were well, so you were the just, original question. Yeah, so the go oh, Bendigo, super yeah. hard, super hard. Yeah, mm. um, that's why I moved back to Melbourne. But so, mm. the, how did you end up from Bendigo to Canada then? Uh, like after because I studied in Melbourne and then I studied overseas in Canada mm-hmm. and then um, was that an exchange pro like exchange? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Carlton U, um, mm-hmm. so it's like our Carlton with an E. Yeah, um, and did like video journalism over there. Oh, that's mm. cool. So I was like, "This is sick. I love this country. Uh-huh. I'm gonna th- come back here." The uh, like the I mean, is Bendigo a country town? Is that what you call it? Yeah, like a, a regional town. Mm. Yeah, because you could you could look at it and go, "It's super hard," or when you're in a big market, mm. you could always, I could look to somewhere like a Shepparton or a Bendigo and say, "It would be super easy to get to infiltrate mm. the the small community." Yeah, definitely. In a great way, infiltrate sounds a bit sort no, of no, no, you're conniving, right. but you just you know all the business owners. Maybe you can't charge as much for what you do, your service you offer, but you could just be the number one service provider totally. in the region. Yeah, and, and so it's what, what do you think now, being in a big city, yeah, having to service clients when there's you know a million of you trying, a million yeah. of us mm. of us trying to do the same thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's super hard. I. I hear what you're saying. Like, there's, there's. I think there's a couple of levels to it. To to get out there and meet people is, um, is is definitely. I think, I think it is harder in in, in the country town. Like, you know, there's there's just not like the meetups and um, people that know people and know people. Like, that's in the country in general. That's what happens. But it's it's so niche that I was trying to hit up like one or two kind of production companies. Mm. 
um, who were just, you know, people doing it. And there wasn't really like a scene, I guess, is what mm. I'm trying to say. It's, it's, I think it's easier to tap into a scene in a big city. But you're right with like crushing the market. But that was the other thing that was just like there was there was like three people that did video and it was like, that's it. There's, the, there's no more fresh <laughs> businesses coming up yeah. that need new. It's like, oh, we've already got the, the video yeah. guys and I know them. And, and then we have our photographers and it's like, I know them, you know, so you just end up, you know, stealing work from your mates. Whereas, <laughs> it, you know, in, in Malibu, there's, there's plenty to go around. You can just handball and mm. yeah. And so you, next. you were, um, you did a bunch of video production stuff for Jake and Amir, the, the yes. podcasters yeah, and comedy yeah. duo. How did that come about? Just uh, like a ice cold email. That's uh -huh. what it was. Yeah. But I think I was able to get across some giggles and mm -hmm. get across that I was a true fan in that um, in that email. I think it'd be funny to go back and check, but I think I pitched like the Olsen twins. The Olsen's twins did a bunch of movies back in the day and there was one like was was supposed supposedly Australia, but I don't think they even came to Australia to shoot it. So really? I was just like, maybe we I want to watch that tonight. Do that, yeah. What yeah. is that? Do you remember what that film no, is called? I, no, I don't. Ninety seven nah. will be on the case. Was it? Did they position it as going to Australia? I don't. I don't think I even watched it. I just like <laughs> they just watched the trailer. I was like, this is trash. They, there's no way they shot this in Australia. <laughs> um, and I think I pitched something like that. And anyway, I just I just gave them a very. Um, of a very good offer to be like, Hey, we, we, we can film, mm -hmm. um, you don't have to pay us. Yeah. And we'll sort ourselves out. We'll, we'll sort mm. everything out ourselves, yeah. you know, flights and a common, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they were like, yeah, sweet. And uh, I think we did a really good deal and we, uh, a really good job for them. And, um, yeah, I think we, we became kind of friends with them and then mm -hmm. they came back out like a year and a half later and we, we did the same again. So great. That's great. Yeah. So Jake and Amira, American podcasters. Yep creators and they did college humor for like 10 years so they yeah. had their own show on that yeah it's so cool yeah they were really cool and and that was just kind of around the time of like you know doing small client stuff in bendigo and um you know just just wanting to do aspiring to do bigger mm. things and so i was just looking i was like what can we shoot what can we shoot what yeah. can we shoot and it was just like you know, because we love bands. Um, I'm talking about when I say we, it's like me and my childhood best friend from mm -hmm. from Bendigo, Dill. Um, like, let's let's. What do we want to shoot? And then just like cold, because we had nothing to, to show for ourselves either. Mm. Just like dinky die little little vids. So, um, you know, you have to catch a break at some point. Someone's going to take a chance on you. There's what? only so much tram B roll you can shoot <laughs> down Main Street of Bendigo to seem like you're from a metro market. <laughs> Mate, don't um, forget about the fountain. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and the, the churches. Fountain. How many churches? Just well, a few, but the other one, the one cathedral. Yeah, the biggest one. in the southern hemisphere. Huge. Is it really? I think it's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, how many emails does it take to get somebody to say yes? Mister ninety seven, he's lucked out at about one, one email to me, <laughs> yeah. and next minute he has a job. Just one? No, nah, actually, how nah, many? It would, it would have, it, it would have been like probably fifteen. Really? Yeah. It's poor. How else did you? Uh, who else do you email? <laughs> oh, just, just a bunch, a bunch of randoms. Who? I, Who else? I don't know. You just go through the top top listings on Google, <laughs> and then just, a, I get that. And then just no, the subject, I'll work for free mm. in every one of them. Was that well, every one of them? I mean, you have to go through and 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 check if you actually want to work with them and if you like <laughs> yeah. them. But yeah. Yeah, Basil, what's your thoughts on working for free? You got to do it. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. I mean, uh, I think, you know, the likes of Gary Vee would, would say it a lot better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you've got – you. 
you've got nothing to show for yourself. Why, mm-hmm. if you flip the script, if you were in their position, like, would you pay someone that has no skills, no life skills, um, to, 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 to do the work? And you, mm. you probably, you probably wouldn't, Yeah, you know, but would you, t- would you take a chance on someone? It's like, I think I wouldn't. And I have, I've had a couple of little young, young guys. Mm. Come and, in and work for us. And the going to Canada and doing all that sort of stuff, if yeah. there's someone listening who is in uni and they have that opportuni- opportunity to yeah. go overseas, yeah. what did you take away from it? Um, well, I mean, everything. You're like just getting outside of your comfort zone is, is a huge thing. Just travel in general mm. does that. Um, and it just it just forces you to, to problem solve and then think on your feet um, and – uh, yeah, I mean the, it was funny like getting into, cause I was doing journalism. I got mm-hmm. into, and I'm, I'm, I did journalism knowing that I wanted to make documentaries, but I'm not really into news. Mm-hmm. So that's just a bit of a caveat. So I get over there and, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was the current, it was the, at the time, the current prime minister of, of Canada. Everyone's talking about this big news story. And I just had to like, lean over to the girl beside me. I'm like, I'm sorry, who are we talking about? But like <laughs> the prime minister of Canada, I'm like, okay, okay, cool. And like, that's the, that's the first, first day, first lesson. And I'm yeah. like, I am in massive trouble here. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but you get through it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then you just, you know, you, I mean, a lot of it's just figuring yourself out too. When you're young, like that's the hardest, that's the hardest thing. You don't know what you're good at or what you can offer. Like you think you do, but you don't and so that like doing the journalism sort of skewed thing yeah a lot of people want to be doing documentaries and stuff was that a good route um specifically if you want to be doing documentary filmmaking yeah i I don't know i definitely know an authority in the area and i think it's changed so much too like a lot of of a lot of what i look at and the and the world that i'm in is short form so Mm you know, the longer big issue stuff is, is stuff that I've, you know, stayed away from. You might need like Damon Gamo on the show mm. or something. Too. Yeah. But, but it's, what's interesting is the, the university selling the dream of creating documentaries or you want to be a yeah. long form documentary filmmaker. Yeah. I think it's, filmmaker. it's horseshit. Yeah. And, and it's, it's weird. I'm definitely a hypocrite because I, I, I'm a big Monash university fanboy. I went mm-hmm. there. I do a lot of work for them. Do you have like a hoodie and stuff? I don't have a $95 okay. hoodie. No, yeah. I don't. Is that really what they charge? Fuck, we underbaked it with $95 really? Yeah, I think so. It's up there. God, yeah. it's gross. It's, it's nowhere near as good as the daily really? talk yeah. I mean, these are yeah, screen printed high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Comfy. AF. Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, but I didn't like I didn't learn any of the editing skills or anything like that at at uni. I remember we had a 2-hour tutorial on how to use the camera before we went out and shot our, you know, first pieces. And mm-hmm. I just had been making videos since I was like 16. So mm-hmm. I was yeah, every birthday in Bendigo, all my friends got a video. That was the thing. So if you got like gift. a journalism degree then or what? I your... do. Yeah, I got a BJ. Bachelor oh, that's of cool. journalism. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So you'd do it just for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> just for that joke. <laughs> but my Bodie's initials are BJ. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. But like, <laughs> honestly, no one's ever asked for that. No job I have ever got. Yeah. And in the last few years, like I had to do a resume the other day to do some work up at the, at the hospital. Hey and they were, like, they were like, hey, can you send through a, your, your CV? And I was like, I haven't done a resume in five yeah. years. Yeah. You know I what know you can what do? do? Keep your LinkedIn updated and press export. Because it just PDF really spits yeah. out a resume. That's as nice. Your, as your name. 
has all the things you've done that you've entered. Why? I mean, this is, I I once had a client ask me for my credentials. (laughs) Really? Did you laugh at them? (laughs) I I don't know if I maybe didn't even respond to it. I can do an ollie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so it's Prove bizarre. It. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I can't remember the last time I was asked for a resume either. It's, it's weird. weird. I mean, but maybe it's just the, the it's business. The field I think I think it's definitely the field we're in. But yeah, I mean, there's so many online debates of like, should I go to film school or not? And it's like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Like the Dill who I work with, like he went to he went to uni, but he did uh, he did like accounting and management. So mm. you know that there's, there's nothing creative in there, and it doesn't lend itself to him being a, an amazing um, camera operator. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Mm. The um, we were a, a year ago today we released our episode that we did with Seth Godin. Mm. So today is quite a momentous day, you know, like it's um, a bit rattled to be honest. Why? No, I'm not. We're just, we're here. (laughs) We're here, but but it's a year later. Mm. Yeah. I mean, did it feel like a long time ago? Feels like so long ago. Mm. You posted a photo yesterday of us out the front of his his office. And we look so fresh and just (laughs) like. So young. Young. It was only a year ago. So I look so much older. 97. Did we end up getting a a snippet that we could play? We got a snippet. Okay. Here we go. So if you've just started listening to the podcast, as in not this moment, but just as in recently, (laughs) you started. uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed. Does anyone just press play? Sometimes sometimes I randomly pull up and let go. I reckon that's pretty. um, But if you have, Seth Godin is someone who we're a big fan of and we, I set Josh the challenge to get Seth on the podcast uh, a long time ago and he mm-hmm. made it happen and we flew to New York and we went to his office and we had an hour with him. It was amazing. And this is a little snippet. Yeah, what is this, 97? What are you about to play? Uh, it's how to work out how much you should charge. Great. Oh, great relevant to the topic we're talking about. Amazing. So amazing. You could just pull that up randomly. <laughs> I don't get it. Why, why are you? I it comes to... Uh, putting the value on yourself. I've had my own business uh, for the majority of my working life and I've always kind of, you know, um, set the point of which I think I'm worth, started charging that and then thought, hang on, I could be making more money and I'm not there internally feeling that I'm of that value. But then somehow I stumble and I get the value and then I'm like, I'm worth it. How how does people who are running their own business get, get to that sort of feeling inside and do you even need to have that feeling? Okay, so first of all, price and value are totally different things. And you have to decode that mm-hmm. if you're going to be the person who's charging for your work. What you would pay you to do it is different than what someone else would pay you. I'll do it do for it. free. <laughs> right? And so we begin with price is a service. And it's a service that helps the client identify what kind of promise are you making and so, you know, in, in India, uh, there's an eye hospital that, will, that has saved the eyesight of more people than the sum populations of Chicago, Los Angeles, and Detroit put together. And they will do cataract surgery on you for $115 or free if you don't want to pay. And the message of their pricing says to people in India you can afford this, you don't have to be blind, right? So there's an absolute value of what's going on. But not 20 blocks from there, if you're a wealthy person living in India, you can buy 
uh, an Hermes bag for $10,000. Is it worth it? Well, I'm not sure it's worth, what is that, 100 times as much as getting your eyesight back? Mm -hmm. How could it be, right? But if you have your eyesight and you're rich, the Hermes bag is worth way more than $10,000 because it sends a message to your friends and your family and everyone else that you're the kind of person that could have a $10,000 bag. And so Hermes is not stealing from people. They're saying, if you want to buy this symbol, this is what the symbol costs. If it's not worth it to you, don't buy it, right? Yeah. So when we think about, for example, uh, those uh, firms that do naming, when NBC wants to change its logo, they pay $100,000 to one of those firms. Turns out they got a logo that someone down the street would have built mm-hmm. for two hundred. dollars So were they ripped off? I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. what they got for $100,000 was all the meetings, was the fancy office, was the ability to tell their boss to hire at the top of the field, blah, 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 blah. That's what you sell. So I don't think it's, am I worth it? It's, is my story coherent and am I making a promise I can keep? And the last thing I'll say about this is if you're a freelancer, the only way to to do better is not to work more hours because you can't work more hours. It's not to hire people to do your work because they're not going to be as good as you. It's to get better clients. Freelancers with better clients charge those clients more those clients demand more from them, are more likely to say yes to good work, which helps them get even better clients. So the way you get better clients is by charging more, not by charging less. Mm. Seth, that's amazing. Thanks, Seth. Thinking of you. Uh, It was also a year ago that we um, had Chase Jarvis on the show. Yeah. Uh, Which, Basil, thank you for the book. That is uh, uh, Chase's new book, Creative Calling. What do you come with next to the office? I mean, you first came with brownies, second Watch you come out. with Chase Jarvis, third you come with what? Book, book on how to make brownies when you're, <laughs> you're on your own. Don't know. Um, it just felt right. I, I just, I got a, I was ordering a book and I was like, I will order, because it was a pre-order, so ages uh-huh. ago, and I was like, yeah. I'll just get a, a second one and oh, someone so will nice. need it. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, then he, uh, he popped up on a video that I saw. Mm. Um, with you guys the other day and I had originally heard the, I think that was my first mic drop, mic drop moment listening to you guys was Chase just in New York mm-hmm. and Chase Jarvis. So I was like, I wanted to be that guy. I've walked around New York wanting to run into Chase. Damn. And what's so, your plan with your uh, podcast? Um, getting outside of my comfort comfort zone mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm starting to get outside of my own network and um, kind of start to talk about issues and stuff. Going back to the journalism roots, because mm. at the moment I've just been talking about media and it's a, it's a very like um, insular thing. And mm-hmm. I've had friends go, listen to your podcast. It was great. Sounded, sounded good. Um, you, you were like, you're a little bit funny. I was like, thanks. I'll take that. And then um, it was like, didn't really get it. And, and it was, you know, what well, didn't really understand. So yeah. I just turned off and I was like, I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can have those conversations off the mic. That's, that's what you do anyway. Yeah. Right. What's like, it called again? Uh, well, the plug. Uh, it's the process mm-hmm. with Basil Jared. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll link it up in the show notes. I appreciate as well. that guys. Thank you. Awesome. I, I love it. So the outside your bubble thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because. It's so e- it's easy to create inside your bubble. It's easy to show yeah. people and have your mates all say, "Yeah, that's awesome." Yeah. But then there's a the you know the the courage you need to do to put it outside, and that's like it's a weird thing creating things that will be seen by a bunch of different people that will have opinions on it. Totally. How what it, what have you what have you learned from doing that? That uh, what have you yeah what have you learned from putting stuff out to yeah. potentially be criticized or you know 
you it's just it. you just don't know what's going to land. I think that that's always so surprising, and and it's it's the it is the old chestnut with um, vulnerability. But you know, the more the more gross and and exposed you feel, like that's what people connect with. Mm. So I think, especially, especially you know, doing what we do for a living and being like a professional editor, mm. f- you know, in a lot of people's eyes, a lot of clients that I work for, I just edit for them. Yeah, I have to be. I have to be very wary that I'm that I'm not editing on the fly with what I'm saying. In and you know, especially when it's my own show. And um, you, if you want, you're expecting huge vulnerability, and, and if you want, you know, huge nuggets from your from your guests, then you've got to you've got to bring it as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's that was a big thing for me. And I've done plenty of interviews, but. Um, a lot of times I'm chopping out, you know, my questions and all of that. So to keep a lot of that stuff in, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, there's, there's so many, so many learnings. Have you worked out what the thing is that you would, uh, by default try mm. and hide or what is that editing that's going on in real time? Man, so good. So good. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's pro it's probably that first thought. It's that first thought, the first mm-hmm. thing. And then I go, oh, let's just run it through. Is that going to be okay? And then I'll, yeah. A lot of times I still offer it, but I'll, I'll kind of like filter it, um, which there's no, in an edited podcast, there is actually no need for that because mm-hmm. um, I, I edit my podcast. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't go out, you know, live or um, a lot of people just don't, don't touch their podcast, but, you know, that's a skill of mine. So I do, I think that I can offer that. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, like nothing murky. Like I, don't, I think that that's, I'm always pretty confident when I go through security checks and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, you could hold me here for 10 hours, yeah, but I, yeah. I ain't got nothing. You yeah. know, I was the good Catholic boy in the back of the church. I ain't got nothing to hide, you know? So he's stashing his shit out the front. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think we're all that great at identifying what is great mm. because it's so tarnished by all of our experiences. So mm. especially when we're creating something, uh, that puts us puts our vulnerabilities out there because mm. then it's like well like like you said what what are the things you self filter yeah it's like they're the th- that might be what you're editing out could be the gold yeah and well, so for instance it's like um i think for me uh it is trying to sound smart or not to sound dumb yes and that's like Sounding dumb is normally a great in for really solid conversations. Hundred percent. Mm. And so uh, sometimes it can be like we know what the right answer is. We know mm. you know the right things to say, but it's not necessarily the true thing to us. Like I think that we all think stuff that's irrational or dumb or doesn't make sense. And I would prefer to bring like a my natural inclination is to say the right thing to sound smart, but there is, I think way more to learn in that unconscious, almost that first thought, like what is the insecure thing, the the pushback, the lizard brain Mm -hmm. that's talking. Yeah. I think you guys, you guys do it. Awesome. And I'll watch on clips that you've cut up being like, you could have left that out. You could have left that first part out, but yeah. then you see where it leads to. And I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. You need mm-hmm. that at the top. That's where it all stems from. Yeah. Is that, is that mistake or mm-hmm. is that fuck up or, you know, 
whatever that the the incorrect turn of phrase something that might be a little you know on pc or whatever but that's where the that's the where the learning comes from mm. right otherwise it's just you're just spouting bullshit that you're just regurgitating over and over and over again yeah as yeah. playing to the platform as well like what is oh yeah what is uh what does podcasting bring that a three-minute radio break um can't bring mm. and so if you are super super edited have you just created another radio show yeah yeah it's interesting anyway uh thanks for the book anyway you and are for the most brownie welcome. and the brownies as well thank you for the your work fellas. Oh, that were good they were really good but we're um i'm glad oh. you didn't bring any in because yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah. leaning out for la so yeah just on those brownies we um Annoyingly, yeah. Basil, uh, quiet laugh. He silent laughed. He, his face was. <laughs> you know, my head said I was like shredding for stereo. That's what. <laughs> I was. Yeah, we left a, a whole bunch of the brownies you brought in the fridge. Mm, yeah. The three D deal with the fucking. <laughs> he pig. ate. Yeah, he, he, he ate the final ones. No, he ate all the good flavored ones and less left one that just. Which I one was the. So the berry one. I liked the raspberry yeah, one. I, li- I liked it, butter. but he ate the, like, the, oh, peanut, the peanut butter, butter one, the one yeah. that most people Hell would go yeah. to. Yeah. And he left the one that would usually get left yeah. that us fatties yeah. would just come and <laughs> scoop up. But I had a go at him still yeah. and then ate the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a daily talk show. Uh, Mr. 97, your LA uh, fact of the day. Yep. In 1996, Charlie Sheen bought 2,615 seats at the Angels Stadium. So he could catch a home run. He didn't catch a home run. Oh, really? so no he way. Was... That's true. Far out. Yeah. Wait, that would so have cost so much money. He bought 2,600 seats So at he the was on his own so he could just catch it? A home run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you found any photos or anything of this? Uh, you didn't see. think of looking, did you? No. He hasn't well, it, it. It, I mean, it, it said he didn't catch it. So, yeah, but I'm just—I want to see a shot of Charlie Sheen in the just middle of 2,000 seats. <laughs> just dropped 260k or something. Mm. Ridiculous. It's it's a pretty good fact. Uh, And if you want to go and have a listen to the Seth Godin episode that we did, you have to search. Uh, TheDailyTalkShow.com forward slash 190. It'll also be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Miss 97. Thank you, Basil. That's a Daily Talk Show. Hi, TheDailyTalkShow.com is the email address. Uh, Please uh, leave us an Apple podcast review. We haven't had one in like a week. It's very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, So feel free to do that. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you, guys.